right, guys, hello and welcome. I am your host of A Pagan Perspectives. Tonight, I am Theofrith Jessus of Raven Temple of Seax Wicca, and I am so glad to be back. We just recently had an episode of uh, the show where we were dealing with spellcraft, and I promised you guys, I said that the next time that uh, we came together, we were going to be doing a show based around the ideas of ceremonial magic with the, the distinctions of what is Thelema and what is the Golden Dawn and where do these things intermix, what are the practices that link them and other parts of ceremonial magic and just the, 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 the people that were connected and the way things that are going now uh, we'll talk about some of the authors that have influenced, um, you know, everything in Thelema and the Golden Dawn, mainly being the ideas of uh, Aleister Crowley for, for Thelema and Israel Regardi and others, uh, really, for the Golden Dawn itself. Uh, and just for those who don't know, for a period of time... Um, uh, Elisha Crowley was part of the Golden Dawn, so there is some connection there. There are a lot of the same practices that are shared by each other as far as magical work, such as uh, Kabbalah, Goetia, things like that. So it's like, and there's a lot of differences. There's a lot of things that, uh, you know, tie with this. So we've got that going on, and just as, a, as an aside to say, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Love is the law. Love under will. Um, I think it is so cool that, you know, there is a... One thing about being a, a pagan priest as long as I've been for so many years, it's like, um, you know, there's, there's so much that you're doing for others, for the coven and the group and whatever it is that you're doing and you intend to be, end up being, um, you know, just doing everything for everybody else all the time, and you don't really get to concentrate on yourself. You can't be a beacon to others if your own battery's going dead, you know? So I think ceremonial magic, Kabbalah, and certain things involved within that are what kind of gives us the charge for who we are as, as pagans working in that realm. But it's like, it's two different energies. One is a giving a giving energy, which is, you know, the pagan thing where you're giving and giving to people and doing it because, you know, you love the gods and everything. But once you start to get into the spiritual side of it, like working with uh, Kabbalah, and the, the one thing is I will say as a uh, uh, practicing druid, nor scale and that whole thing the one thing also it's like i do as a pagan have trouble with the idea of the judeo uh connections to kabbalah but there are people that have put work out there such as like john michael greer's version of uh you know druidic golden dawn and he's got some really good... John Michael Greer is an excellent writer for the Golden Dawn period. He has some very good stuff. Um, you know, his druid work 
as the chief druid of the AODA, Ancient Order of Druids in America, keeps him pretty busy. But he's also very prolific in, in many different magical lodges uh, around the country and things like that. And his books are very, very linchpin with a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, and we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about, you know, where it came from. And it's like, I, I also say this from the beginning, that, like, I don't claim to be a, a you know, a perfect pr practitioner, but I'm learning and I'm doing what I can to follow because what I do, what I do is uh, I follow a kind of a route that's been uh, carved out by uh, an entity known as the Salemic Order, the Golden Dawn, where you, uh, uh, the OTO, style and things are kind of meshed with working within a golden dawn framework and stuff like that it's very very cool and it's like i'm one of those people that look at it this way when you're doing your own spiritual development like it's you know it's up to us to you know be the ones that take care of that and stuff so it's like I'm not going to hate on one for the other because, yes, there's a lot of animosity within the magical community over, you know, whatever. went and, and that's great. That's all gone way back in the day. And there were things that had gotten, gotten into with, uh, you know, the Golden Dawn itself in the early years. And then whenever Crowley was involved and there were some things that were going on. And then eventually Crowley left. And the OTO and Thelema was more solidified after he left. And then after that went on, then you have one of the people I think that is one of the most, the three most prolific th people, or actually four most prolific people in, in, in the idea of the Golden Dawn for me, period, are, uh, yeah, uh, pretty much Israel Regardi. Pat Zalewski. Okay, Israel Regardi. Pat Zalewski. Chicken Sandra Tabitha uh, Cicero. And then, of course, uh, uh, John Greer. But the thing about that is, though, it's like, you know, these are the people that are putting it out there in, in America and around the world. Surprisingly, there is a very... Also... Uh, America, I think we need to up our game because of like there's some real interesting uh, work being done by the French Golden Dawn. France has a huge Golden Dawn contingent. Not just I thought I thought you know England's Golden Dawn would be pretty big, but no, nah, France is pretty prolific in itself, and so you know we've got that. But also. There are those that are Thelemic in all these places as well. Um, there are OTO chapters in various places around the country. There are Golden Dawn temples in various places. So it's like, yeah, I mean, there's starting to be greater access to it. But also what we're going to talk about is, you know, also talking about how the things are is the fact that, you know, there are hundreds of thousands of us that are magicians that we can't necessarily come together with a lodge 
or what have you because we just don't have you know it's not in our area or it's just hard to drive you know 12 hours to a, a ritual or whatever so it's like there's also the possibilities of being able to uh you know go through the path yourself you're doing you are doing the great work for what you want to contribute to the universe so it's like you know it's great to have the people behind you in the magical realms and and working that but ultimately when it comes down to it you know it's going to be you and and how you deal with it so it's like also the idea that um uh i also want to touch on a little bit is the idea of golden dawn being a magical system and thelema kind of being a religion and i i think i think to a degree thelema can be a religious expression of ceremonial magic work and stuff like that but you know i have the book of the law and you know there are things every, to every man is their own truth of what they see in something and it's like you know there's there's people that are going to yell to the cows come home about you know the bad parts of crowley but everything that you know has been known about him whenever there were things that were seen that he was you know working with and whatever he wasn't a slouch he wasn't just some magician in a back alley somewhere doing whatever he was there with the golden dawn and Rose, the Rosicrucian movement and other things in those early, early years, Blavatsky um, and, and all the others that were there in the early involvement of the AA and the Golden Dawn and, and stuff like that, you know, Dion Fortune and others. And it's like, that's the important stuff, you know. I don't, I just look at the past with that as a means for me to carry myself through the future. To be able to do the rituals. And, uh, you know, I also think that it's like with the practices that we do. The goetic work. Uh, just everything. There's so much that's similar that it's like you can do it. One thing that I would recommend if somebody's going, well, what is he talking about? How can I learn more about just the, the basic parts of the Golden Dawn? I think a very good place to start is uh, Chick, and Sab Chick and Sandra Tabitha Cicero's uh, self-initiation into the Golden Dawn. They call it the Big Green Brick, and it's about 40 bucks. It's got a lot of everything in there from neophyte all the way up to the higher grades. Um, you know, it, the one thing is like some people will say because you're self-initiating, through all of these various paths and things, you know, and going through the grades yourself, that you're not truly golden dawn. I tend to think of the idea that you're trying to work for the spiritual good of yourself and others within the universe. So I can understand the things that go with that, but I don't think anybody has the exclusivity on that either. You know what I mean? So it's like... Nobody has one key to the kingdom. And, you know, that's why I think there are things that work well within uh, Thelema itself, within the Golden Dawn itself. Um, you know, some of the affirmations that uh, are involved in 
um, you know, in, within Salima itself, itself, every man and woman is a star, you know, and it's like, it may seem kind of weird, but when you really look at it, and you look at also the associations, I think one of the things that really impresses me about Thelema is the fact that they do follow the Kabbalistic symbolisms and stuff, but Crowley and the Golden Dawn itself, both of them, have nailed the tarot down, like, very, very, very much so. And I think that's very cool because one thing that makes it easier for a lot of magical people is the fact that we are diviners. We like to uh, experience stuff. Oh, and by the way, I've smoked some incredibly good Jack Herrera. I'm feeling not too bad. And I'm enjoying a 6%, whatever, 5.5% uh, Blue Moon Mango. It has been incredibly hot here lately. We haven't got a lot of rain. And I'm going to give you, before we really get into the meat and potatoes of the show, there's some more information I'm going to give you. Um, we are, the, the show is doing so good. We're on Spotify. We're on PodPage. But what we've recently done is we've taken and gotten ourselves kind of a little bit better of branding for our show, A Pagan Perspective. And whenever you guys download this, you'll see the effects of that uh, new, you know, branding, which I think is beautiful. It's done by a friend of mine online. She is awesome. And I, I give all the kudos to her. She did a great job. And it's like, we're going to be doing more shows. We're going to be doing interviews with authors. Um, just all kinds of stuff. The, the train's going to keep on going. Personally, this week... Coming up at the end of next week on the 15th. This is July 8th as we are speaking today. And um, coming up this next week on the 15th, we're coming together for a class and discussion on spellcrafting, kind of like what we did in the last podcast. And then at the end of the month, we're holding Lamasa for us. It's a Frey Foxy bloat. It's going to be food, excuse me, toasting the gods ritual it's going to be incredible so we've got a lot of that stuff going on also i would invite you that are out there listening to go to www.patreon.com and type in a pagan perspective and we've got a lot of stuff coming out for the show and we're going to be doing uh some live streams for patreon backers we're going to be doing some on-air readings and uh, ritual advice for people. We'll do that live with our uh, backers and just have a show where we can talk. Uh, and, you know, you guys can ask questions. And we're going to have merch. And the merch thing is coming together. I've got somebody that is good about setting this kind of thing up. So here in the next four or five shows, you guys may hear that. that but, you know, what? We're, the reason why we have the Patreon is for to be able to help our community we've got people here that have lost jobs and are trying to find jobs there are a lot of jobs out there but when you've got a bad car and some of these other things you know sometimes you need a little bit of help so we try to help our friends you know whenever we can uh we want to continue with uh activities and events for the pagan community we've always got to be coming together 
as brothers and sisters. So that's what we do, is we get together for Beltane and various things like that and other events, drummings and ritual events and stuff. So we've got a lot of that coming up and it's just, I, I can use all the help I can get. I want to upgrade the computer that I have so that I can give you guys better sound quality uh, bring in guests on this line. I'm, I'm going to have to work something around here at the first of next month. I'll be able to do it, but, you know, it's just like these little things. And then what we want to do is for the actual people that are not online but here in our community, we thought of doing like a children's little theater where some of the adults would come together with like puppets and do like pagan puppet shows for the kids. For anybody that wants to watch it, but you know, make it kid-friendly and tell them stories about the gods or just different things. We can do that. That's what the jesters used to do in England to entertain people. They had puppets, and, and they told stories with their puppets and stuff. So we're going to try stuff like that. So I would highly go and, and suggest that you go to www.patreon and subscribe to A Pagan Perspective. You'll see our new setup in there as well. It's beautiful. I gotta thank Holly who did all of our graphic art. Um, she is just insanely good. I love her. She did a great job. Um, and you know, now that I'm at my age, I think that dealing with the ideas of not just the fact that I run a public pagan group, but you know, to continue on into my later years, I just turned 56. So my perspective on life is starting to change, you know what I mean? So it's like this is the time, I think, when ceremonial work can be most beneficial as I prepare for my next life. You know, that's what I got to start thinking about. And, you know, but how can I make myself better to be able to help the people that are here? And magic does that. You know, magic's just not all about the pretty pentagrams and things like that. Um, you know, and it's like, also we're going to kind of go, I have a little, uh, setup right here next to me. Um, I'm going to, as we go through this, I'm just going to toss out things that I think are very cool for people to be able to have, you know, as they start to go into the hermetic fields, the ceremonial fields, whether you're going through the route of Thelema or going through, um, uh, the Golden Dawn specifically, um, first book that I have, and a lot of people poo-poo it, but it's still something I think that has a lot of uh, uh, merit to it, is the Kybalion by Three Initiates, the book of Hermetic Philosophy. It's in my, I have it in my hand right now. And I, I, I just, you know, I see a lot of people that get upset about this book, but it's like, it's there's nothing in here that's uh, a lie that I see. You know, there's nothing that I see as a blatant deception. This is talking about the, the the all, the universe, and that the way things eventually change and go back to the all. I believe that. That's a very huge hermetic principle. Um, interchanged by, you know, both sides, whether it's the Lima or Golden Dawn. And then you have people that have worked within the realm and uh, have a really different take on uh, ceremonial magic one of my favorites and I have the book in my hand right here is Modern Magic 11 Lessons in the High Magical Arts written by Donald Michael Craig who the last couple of years has passed 
But um, after hit, well, actually, it's been about four or five years since he passed. But this man also had a good grasp on uh, on the idea of ceremony magic. He didn't come at it from an exterior way that would be like exactly like Golden Dawn and exactly like Thelema. But he had a aptitude for ceremonial magic that was... It's like there were things that he was incorporating that probably were from both. But, you know, you can see where a lot of his uh, ritual, ritual philosophy uh, comes from. And it's like, you know, we have the, we have the ideas of, like, on the Thelemic side, uh, uh, saying wheel every day or uh, reciting Lieber Resch. Or on the other side is just, you know, doing your meditation, working with the tarot and stuff in the Golden Dawn, working more with the Tree of Life, the Sephiroth, the Paths, the tarot, and how that's all involved. And, um, yeah, it's just very, very, very uh, uh, fascinating. And you got to look at the fact, you know, that there are hundreds of, Hundreds of books out there by both sides, from the Thelemic side, which uh, uh, I like. Living Thelema, it's a very good book if you get the chance or check it out and read it. Um, and then also, uh, you know, on the other side, you've got Garden of Pomegranates. You got the Middle Pillar. Uh, you got a lot of the writings by Pat Zalewski and stuff. Who knows? Who you know? Who knows something? about the golden dawn i mean there's no there's no denying it you know so it's like that and then some of the people that you have on this side that are really prolific in their writing is like lon milo duquette who has done the chicken kabbalah uh uh books on crowley's works uh, his own uh version of the thoth tarot and the tarot ceremonial magic that he had, re he's actually had two ceremonial magic decks come out within the last year, and his he has a newest book, uh, kind of based on the idea of uh, a hermeticized idea of an accidental Christ. That's his newest book. Um, he he teaches every day on Facebook, every morning live on his uh, video screen, and he's been talking a lot about the LBRP. Libra Resh, um, Libra Oz, just all these different things. Um, talking about, uh, you know, some of his work earlier on. And then the thing that's cool is like with a lot of this stuff, A, Lon has released a lot of videos. I have his videos on Tarot, uh, uh, Sacred Egypt, or the one with the Egyptian travel one. That's like four tapes or four cassettes. I've got that. And then uh, his five five sections called The Great Work. And oh my God, it is so cool because uh, he talks about... Lon Milo talks about Hermetic Principles, Thelema, and stuff through... He's very smart. But he's also... He pushes the envelope. And I think that's why um, I like his writing so much is the fact that, you know... A lot of a lot of magical practitioners would say, 
always err on the side of you know not as in as intense a working or whatever you know don't put everything into it why am i not going to put everything into it if i'm doing a ritual whether it's uh the lbrp or anything any uh anything that i might do as a middle pillar exercise uh you know for the golden dawn aspects of things i mean looking at everything you know the pen, the greater pentagram rituals the star ruby on and on and on you have these different things uh that are so important in their own right that why would you disservice those you know just because they're supposed to be routine you're not going to get if you if you're making everything as a magician routine then it's not worth it it doesn't matter if you're golden dawn or thelema or some other ceremonial uh magical aspect such as chaos and stuff like that then it's like you know that's what we get and uh, it's like and just another thing i'm going to give you guys some ideas of books that you might want to check out to learn more about uh uh the uh the orders and the golden dawn arts but one of my favorite books is by daniel pineda and it's called the book of secrets esoteric societies and holy order holy orders luminaries and seekers symbols and rituals and the key concepts of occult sciences through the ages and around the world. Basically, this talks about every kind of, of magic, hermeticism, sigil mastic, uh, there's symbolism, the languages of mystery, um, just this book, The Solomaic Seals, Pentacles, uh, The Formula of Spirit, uh, Tarot, Ararita, Azoth, the whole nine yards this oh and it's got its own uh section carved out for the ordo templi or ordo templi orientis the aa the hermetic order of the golden dawn the martinist order Ooh, very cool rosicrucian brotherhood the egyptian rite sufism which i would get i would get sick being sufi in Santeria and some of the other uh, Southern uh, uh, American uh, rites. Very cool. Well, this is a book to get, and it's very cool. You can get this on Amazon, as a matter of fact. And every book that's in here that I'm talking about, if you don't catch the the uh, uh, the uh, titles or whatever, in the show notes, I'll go ahead and I will... Uh, put that together so that you guys can have a list and maybe even put the links to it where you guys can check them out on Amazon and stuff. The next one that I highly recommend to learn a little bit more is What You Should Know About the Golden Dawn by Israel Regardi. And this is the talking about everything from the Golden Dawn itself, the early scandal, uh, uh, you know, modern critics, uh, the Mathers Manifesto, the Yates Manifesto, which I highly am big on uh, WB Yates. Because what I would like to do is, like I say, I'm kind of off the deal of, off the idea of the, Ju- the Judeo-Christian idea of the, of the you know, the, your, uh, you know, the archangels and stuff like that. Well, WB Yates in his early years, because he was a member of, of the uh, Golden Dawn, and he was also a Druid. 
he had an idea that came across as kind of a a truly not what even not what John Michael Greer has come up with, but a more truly Celtic Irish form of the Golden Dawn, uh, with its cabalistic associations and stuff being tied to Celtic lore and the gods and stuff like that in a way that you know we could understand it. And I think that Yates was one that wanted to go really deep into it, but unfortunately Yates died before any of that could be done. But, you know, there is... And, and one thing I like about Rigardi is, you know, he packs a big punch about everything that he puts in here. But I see, I mean, you know, even the big black book, The Complete Golden Dawn, that is a massive tome. That book costs like 275 bucks. The Complete Golden Dawn with the embossing on it. But you got to realize, that's everything in there that is official Golden Dawn in one big place. That is something to have because then you can start to look at it. And, you know, that's the one thing. It's like we kind of jump ahead. We want to get jump to the end of the movie. But that's the one thing I like about with the Lima and the Golden Dawn. You can get further down, but I believe in working with what you need, not what you think you need. So it's like if I think I need to be way the hell down here, you know, levitating genies out of my floor or whatever I think I'm doing, I still have to really embrace the work of the neophyte, uh, you know, the the novice. Because that's like how it goes in a coven. You just can't not, you know, you say that I want to dedicate for a year and a day, so you dedicate for a year and a day, but you don't show up for things for a lot of the stuff. And it's like, at the end of it, you know, you're wondering why you're not being uh, initiated. Because also, another thing, it's not automatic. You know, it's like, I believe that all of, all of our spirituality should be not taken as a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Like, make it to where it's worth, it's worth it to you. And so, it's like... That's why everybody who works together in a coven, they trust each other. It says, how do you enter the circle in perfect love and perfect trust? If you don't know if you can work with somebody in perfect love and perfect trust, isn't that going to affect your magic that you work in circle if you have that little bit of doubt with somebody that you're in there with? So there's a reason. There's a reason for training. There's a reason for asking for commitments. Because it's like too many people nowadays think that ceremonial magic and Golden Dawn and Thelema and all this stuff are, you know, social clubs, stuff like, you know, Madonna tattooed, uh, you know, some Kabbalistic symbols on her arm and all this other stuff. And, you know, it's like, that's great. They can knock themselves out. But, you know, just don't be that person that goes to Coachella, is worth $20 million and you come there in a Metallica shirt and you never heard a Metallica song. That is so, oh my God, that is so bad. And that's why, you know, I believe that we have to work on ourselves because in that way, you don't, you're not ending up trying to change everyone. You're trying to soften the Im images of your stone so that as time goes on, you can be a, 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 a brighter diamond. The great work is about it's not even real. I think the great work, to me, I don't know what you all think, but I think the great work 
is working to add as many to the to the conscious as, as many souls or as many beings as possible to bring them together and use them to expand the consciousness of the universe. I seriously believe that. It's like we're not reincarnating 8,000 times and stuff and, and not having a purpose that eventually we are going to reach perfection. And when you reach perfection, that means that eventually you're going to meld with the universe. You don't have to seek enlightenment anymore. The light bulb is on. All systems are go. And that's what ceremonial magic wants you to be able to do. That's why looking at the tree of life itself, looking at the way uh, the cards come up in a reading, uh, you know, even just reading natural omens and symbols in your environment around you, uh, you know, it's like they all add to that. And so it's like for me, I do things daily for my Thelemic as uh, aspects, such as, you know, uh, saying will. And also, um, during the week, I have other meditations that I do um, here at my home. And it's like, and there's some rituals that are going to be start being done here pretty soon. We might actually, I know some folks that might want to come, but... Uh, do some kind of a, a uh, like a doing the Gnostic Mass coming together. Um, a lot of people say that it's, it's a good idea. If, if you're interested in the OTO and you want to see what it's like, if somebody ever invites you to their uh, lodge's uh, Gnostic Mass, b uh, believers and non-believers are allowed to attend. It's, it's a fairly, within reason, fairly allowed public ritual because of the fact that, you know, it can't be like thousands of people, but, you know, there if, if seven or eight people that want to check it out, because that's one thing is like, you know, they see what the kind of brotherhood there is within the OTO and stuff like that, and then that's when they, when they go, okay, well, you know, I'll see what's going on. And they have classes, Lawn Milo, Every Monday night has Monday Night Magic where he lives there in California. And, you know, some of the people are probably OTO, but a lot of them are probably within other magical traditions and stuff like that. Or just wanting to learn as a solitary because I think solitary is the way to go when you know that you can't necessarily be a part of a utilized actual temple or order. Um, so this book... What you should know about the Golden Dawn by Israel Regardi is definitely something that I recommend. Oh, and then another one. This will be the last book that we talk about tonight. Um, a book that I recently, I used to be a, uh, like, a uh, uh, reviewer for books from Red Wheel Wiser. They have some great magical books, by the way, guys. Go check them out. But this book was a book that I reviewed for them. And it's called The Secret Doctrine of the Rosicrucians. A Lost Cag Classic by Magnus Incognito. And this is an interesting book. Um, it talks about uh, the Rosicrucians themselves. Their secret doc doctrine. Um, now let's go back here to the 
one of the other last parts. The progress of the soul, the aura and auric colors, the sevenfold soul of man. And that's another thing. It's like you're looking at what's going on with the actual magical practice as done by the, you know, at, at Thelema and stuff like that. But also, even before you, even before you do that. Even before you go through the the the, the uh, uh, motions of the ritual, there's things that are changing within you that you're starting to believe about yourself and what you can do, what your what your destiny can be within the great work and stuff like that. So it's not just the idea that everything is just performative, but it's like it's supposed to be transformative. This is what's going to help bring our soul through another two to three hundred lifetimes or however many it takes until we you know reach that aha moment which i think everybody will at some point we we have to it's like you know because i think with everything that's been going on the change that's been going on with raven temple uh our uh, pagan perspective on youtube check us out we've got everything new set up for the channel we put up our spellcraft video last week. Uh, we also have a couple new videos. Uh, one called Do What Thou Wilt, which is a Thelemic video. And then we've done uh, a couple of exposés meeting some of our members of Raven Temple. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up and going on. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take a minute, enjoy some of this beer. And while we do... I'm going to leave you guys with some kind of a, a little bit of a magical uh, uh, rest and meditation bit. I think you'll like it. This is something that I was looking for. I said, oh, yes, this definitely sounds magical to me. So I'll get off of this and get that put together, and then I'll talk to you some more after here on A Pagan Perspective where we're talking about Thelema and the Golden Dawn.
All right. That was awesome, guys. Um, you know, I was thinking while I was listening to this meditation through the break, um, what, uh, you know, one of the things that a lot of people wonder about whether they're coming into uh, practice with the OTO or, or uh, some Salimic group or working within the, within the Golden Dawn, what are some of the basics? Because, you know, if we were to go into everything about this, we would have to do 8 million shows. And so, but, you know, it's like just the basics. And like what I say is like, for one, I would say for on the Gold Dawn side, invest in the Big Green Brick. It's only 40 bucks, And it's a tro troll house, a very treasure trove of information. And you don't necessarily have to do everything that's in it right off the bat. But you can use that and see what are some of the things that are important to work with in that neophyte grade. So you'll know that learning about, you know, cabalistic uh, things, you know, cabalistic uh, influences on the tarot, uh, Kabbalah on the tree of life, uh, you know, working uh, with some of that earlier stuff. Because then once you kind of get that idea and stuff down then you can start doing the ritualizations of things such as the lbrp but also before you do that you've got to like you've got to learn how to tap into your own real personal energy and i think one of the best ways that people have found to do that is to like meditation meditation is what we use to get all the unnecessary data out of our minds, you know, it's it's a way to shirk some of that stuff that really, you know, we shouldn't hold on to. If we want to have a transformative experience, you know, on this plane as we're moving into our next existences and stuff. So it's like, I think being able to meditate and really get connected with yourself is important because then... Once you start being able to really get to your inner core, if, if that makes any sense, it's the idea that once you start understanding what that is and implying, you know, applying it to whenever you are preparing for ritual work and meditations that happen during ritual work and stuff like that, it's like you are... You know, it kind of gives you a lifeline when you talk about astral projection and the silver cord. You know, like the silver cord is, you know, yourself on another plane of existence. And it's like once you have the ability to know yourself inside and out. There are people, there are magicians that can do magic in their sleep. Dream rituals and stuff like that. And it's been going on. People have been experimenting with uh, lucid dreaming and things like that and working ritual, uh, working uh, transformative meditations and the like for many years. Uh, I mean, look at examples of stuff like on the shamanistic side, look at Carlos Castaneda and others within that have been involved in shamanism around the world. Um, you know, seeing how that whole thing comes together uh, as far as the dream time and and things like that. So it's like everything that we see and that we can believe doesn't necessarily have to happen while we're physically awake. There is magic that happens when we sleep. 
whether it's the the magic that has been afforded us by spirit guide or a spirit familiar or a spirit of place or nature or whatever we're getting help from some places and i think that's what i said earlier being pagan it's like it helps because when you strengthen who you are at your core you're stronger for everybody else that you're having to you know be there and really you know help them to you know express themselves with the group and with the gods and and things like that so it's like an interpersonal relationship and it's like also it's like it doesn't have to be that stodgy once again i'll say like look at some of the books by uh lon milo such as the chicken kabbalah the rabbi ben clifford and all this stuff he has but everything that he's telling you he's giving you a thelemic background he's giving you a ceremonial magic background he's giving you a background in freemasonry and all of these other things that he's been afforded with in goetia he's written uh his his angelic visions that's one of the best videos you can ever watch because he takes you through a basic goetic evocation in his home and it was just it's incredible i think that can possibly be found on his website or clips of it possibly uh, being on um, YouTube but I don't know about that and there are a lot just so you know there is a lot of information on YouTube about the Golden Dawn there is a lot of uh, I like uh, one minute Thelema it's either 60 seconds Thelema or one minute Thelema they'll have a video and they will talk about a Thelema principle in as little as 60 seconds uh, a lot of the Golden Dawn uh, the Cicero's have a golden dawn uh uh uh, space uh things set up on um youtube so a lot of the ceremonial groups do have a presence so they could put out educational you know work through the the medium that we all you know go through uh hell everybody pretty much goes facebook and and uh you know the other social media but you know so there's things like i was saying meditation Learning how to connect with yourself. And then one of the things I, I suggest early on is because once you realize that you can meditate, I think it's time that you can start to try and see what you can uh, uh, assert with, you know, recognizing energy and then manipulating it and working with it. That's what a spell is, recognizing energy, manipulating it with it, re- manipulating it and working with that energy to bursting it to bring a desired end. That's what magic is. Like what did Crowley say? Magic is the uh, science of of uh, being changed in accordance with will. That's the will part in love is the law, love under will. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. So it's like, you know, I think once people can understand what energy is because I mean, I know people within pagan contexts that if they were in a traditional, say, Gardnerian coven and uh, somebody had cut a circle for them to exit and stuff and then that when they come back, would they be able to sense the circle? Certain priestesses that I've gone to their rituals and stuff, the energy of their castings is, you can feel it. You can feel it. It's like, it's palpable. And some, I mean, it's like, 
you might hear them do the circle casting, but is the circle actually cast? Some people don't put their all into it. And that's why, you know, we have the practice of, of uh, you know, like in the olden days, the man in black, he stood outside the circle and he kept an eye out for baddies that would try to enter the circle. That's magical as well. Spiritual enemy entities as well. That's why he was called the man in black. So it's like, I think that's another thing. It's like, what people don't realize is that everybody tries to go, well, witchcraft is better than ceremonial magic, regardless of whether it's, you know, Golden Dawn or Thelema. You stupid idiots, what do you think, and I hate to be mean like that, but what do you think it is whenever, uh, you know, you're in a gardening ritual and they call the watchtowers? The watchtowers were part of an early Thelemic thing in some Goetia that was brought together when... Uh, Gerald Gardner met Aleister Crowley. As a matter of fact, Gardner, I think, met Crowley just as he left the Golden Dawn and was starting to get things going. I, I'm not saying that uh, 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 Gerald Gardner was a member of any of his, uh, you know, his groups at that time or did any magic with him, but I think that he, I think that Crowley allowed him. To incorporate the quarter uh, quarter calls, watchtowers, um, and there because the watchtowers literally aren't necessarily a true Wiccan traditions. It's ceremonial magic. So, but still, it's like so. The, all these years, uh, even since before we started talking about this stuff. I mean, look at the older alchemy and stuff of the 1600s, 1700s. And things that came up before we ever started talking about Rosicrucian and Hermex. We've always been talking about it. But for these things to make themselves known to the world. You know what I mean? So it's like take it small. And also if you have a special interest that you have that you want to check into before you uh, you know, jump into the, the ritual work. Another thing is I say please... Keep up up as much as you can on your ceremonial or your your the 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 symbolizations and things that go with tarot in ceremonial magic, whether it's the Golden Dawn ritual tarot or the Thoth tarot or you know whatever appropriate. I use the Rider Waite deck, and the Rider Waite is close enough where it can be used. As a uh, a proxy, uh, uh, deck, and maybe to a lesser degree the Golden Dawn. I don't have a Golden Dawn deck yet, but I will eventually, because unfortunately money is still an issue in these days. But uh, also, I and, and, and you know, even though we necessarily may not be able to get a full. Uh, order of people around us if you've got a friend or a cousin that is is pagan or magically inclined and they even if you only find because i think it's good to study with a friend because you guys can bounce ideas and stuff off of each other and i think that strengthens because when you understand more i have people that don't even understand the idea of candles in magic what are candles in magic for that's because they're storehouses of energy that the energy that they emit from the light while they shine 
is what's added to the energy that we need for our working, for our spell, for our meditation, whatever it is. So candles are very important, uh, you know, for what they are. And then we also look at the idea of the colors and these different things because, you know, there is an appropriate color scale for the tree of life. Uh, and, you know, everything showing the paths and, and things like that. Uh, I have not been able to get too much into Goetia just yet because I am still really concentrating on the Kabbalistic side. But I think that's why I like Thelema a little bit better is the fact that I can, uh, you know, do the LBRP, Liberesh, Liberaz, and do these things, uh, you know, throughout my day and during my week. And I do have, I do have like a focus you know, the, the one thing that you're focused on is learning the tradition and learning uh, the system as far as, you know, what you see with Zalewski and, you know, these other writers for the Golden Dawn itself, Regardian, whatever. So it's like everybody has a lot of information that they put out there. But, you know, like the Golden Dawn stuff, when you take bits and pieces and mix it in the way that I'm working with it with the Thelemic Order of the Golden Dawn, it's like little pieces of the puzzle that you wouldn't think have fit together, but do so just good enough to work for you. And it's the other thing is like, you know, they say keep it simple, stupid. That means that if there's something, you know, that a concept that you have trouble with, you can bypass that and move on to something else. You don't have to get bogged down in, you know, these procedural things. Although it's like I'm not saying never, never be sloppy in a ritual. Because some people have the attitude that as long as you, you know, half-ass it, that it's good. That if you're not putting all of your energy and your intent and your will, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, then it's like, what are you going to get out of it? You know, I'm not saying that you're trying to win the lottery or whatever, but if you're trying to get better health, a better connection with the members of your community, and things like that, these are things that are achievable, and that are something that everybody should work for magically. You shouldn't be afraid to have a better town, have a better coven, have better friends. You know, to be able to honor the gods, to be able to work with the energies that are afforded to us through goetic work, the you know the the various rituals and and things that we take part in, the the Gnostic Mass, Star Ruby, all these different things, and it's like. Also, once you get to that point where you want to continue up the street, do not hesitate. There is a lot of information online. And I think one thing that can help is uh, go to like, I, I hate to, to uh, plug Amazon, but they are one of the best booksellers online that I know. But Amazon does have some really good copies of some rare magical books and some of them you know some of them that they have more than one or two copies of are going to be an affordable price but like i said on amazon that the black book version of the entire golden dawn system of magic that that black book i think was made in 1980 and that book is like 275 bucks right now i can't afford that so everything i get is either a pdf or I go to like yard sales and I go to occult bookstores and some stuff I will order off of other places like Wiser and stuff like that. 
So you have all kinds of ways that you can uh, get into it. Uh, you know, to, to learn a little bit more. Also, I would suggest that you kind of do do like a a, a search of names. Well, a search that includes where you would see the names of like, let's say you put in a Thelema, uh, uh, Thelema, people of Thelema. And look at the highest four rated ones that they put up there. Those are the ones that you should check out. Uh, their writings, their teaching, what they're doing within the Golden Dawn or Thelema. And then the same way on the Golden Dawn side. Because then you can have a focused little group of things that you can check out. You know, check out their story in a Wikipedia bio or whatever. See what books that they have out there, pamphlets or, you know, discussions or podcasts. The man who wrote Living Thelema has a uh, YouTube channel and a podcast. And it's extremely cool. And I will put his name down and I will put a link to his podcast in the liner notes for this show. And so that we can send it around. And also, I think there was something that I had that I wanted to include from the Golden Dawn. Because the main thing for the Golden Dawn is they do just have their main uh, webpage... And then there's another page that is kind of like uh, the merchandising arm of, you know, things that you can get for your temple and, and robes and stuff like that. So, but there is just, you know, there's oodles and oodles and oodles of information that's out there. Uh, and just the one before, one more thing before we kind of take this down. You know the people that are involved. You know uh, the people that were you know, after Crowley, Crowley himself, Regardy, and all that. All I'm just going to say is this. Everybody has a place in the magical world. Crowley's been gone for a long time. Both sides have had leaders within the past 20 or 30 years on the Golden Dawn side and on the Thelemic side that might not have been the best fit for certain orders and things like that. But I see a lot of that is starting to change. People are starting to get back to the community aspect of working in a ceremonial lodge and the ideas of, you know, uh, more accessibility for people that want to, you know, learn about the OTO, learn about, uh, uh, you know, Thelema, to learn about the various parts of Golden Dawn and everything that ties into it from the meditation side all the way to up to Goetic Operations and other, you know, other magical, you know, things. And we're going to be the people, I think, that are going to uh, make a difference in the world. I think a lot of pagan groups are doing some good stuff, but I think in the background there are some ceremonial magicians and workers of alternate spiritualities like that that are affecting the world in ways that we can't even see. Which I think that's so cool because, you know, we need to be able to do that. You know, it's just we need to be able to be there for each other. And, you know, so. But, yeah, what I think I'll do, as a matter of fact, I'll just end the show notes uh, whenever I go to post this. I In the show notes, I will go ahead and put the names of some of the links to some of the podcasts, some of the orders, some of the books. Just to give you guys a place to jump off and really check in and see that a lot of the the misgivings and the weird feelings 
for both uh, orders is really misplaced. You know, it's like it's up to us to live for the now and not live in the past so much. So it's like that's why I work with both systems. That's why I work with Druidry. That's why I work as a Saxon heathen. It's because as long as it works for me as a human being, it's great. And it's, it's what helps me connect to the natural world, the gods, my friends, my ancestors. That's important because, you know, the best years of my life are coming up. I, you know, I just turned 56. So it's like it's time to get things in high gear. And I think over the time what I'm going to do is I think here in an upcoming show we are going to talk about tarot. We're going to talk about uh, the connections to tarot and uh, the, the uh, tree of life and some stuff that kind of deal magically beyond with tarot and the tree of life and uh, you know how it leads to different types of thought for whenever you do perform some of these other rituals. So we've got a lot to look forward there. Uh, we are getting ready for Lamas here on the 29th. We're going to have ritual. We're going to have a fray faxi bloat. We're going to have a, some great a great meal. And then this coming Saturday, the 15th, we're having a class slash discussion with a bunch of people talking about spellcraft. Everything from timing elements things that you would need to cast your spell ingredients for herbal things all different types of spell types uh, the difference between spells and hexes and all these different kinds of things so we're going to be talking about that here at the covenstead the temple the temple room and that's going to be good because it's just like you know we did have a great midsummer um so yeah it's like you know we are going to go through the rest of the year i'm very i'm already looking forward to Samhain. i don't know about you folks but those are my friends that are out there in the pagan world let me know if you are ready for Samhain. also we're going to give you guys a little bit of more music to end the uh broadcast here but uh if you would like to get a hold of me p please feel free to send an email to sylvanus93 at hotmail.com. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-U-S 93 at hotmail.com. Also, come check us out on uh, Facebook. We have Raven Temple, H-R-A-F-N, Temple of CX Wicca on Facebook. I'm going to have the links to everything down for that. Also, uh, consider helping support uh, the work of the podcast and our YouTube channel by supporting us on Patreon. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Live broadcasts, uh, readings, uh, helping people with ritual design, all kinds of things, plus some merch and some other stuff, which I think you guys will like. Very witchy, magical type stuff. So, having said that, I'm going to give you this music and we'll end it right here. Look forward to seeing you guys in the next podcast. And we had a great night talking about just a little bit, just barely scratching the surface. You're just getting my opinions about things. But we're going to do other, more concentrated on the tarot, tatwas, uh, the elements uh, within uh, ceremonial magic and stuff like that. 
the Greater Key of Solomon, uh, uh, Lever 777, the Equinox, uh, you know, just a lot of stuff. Some of the books written by Dion Fortune and others, by the way, and the works of H.P. H. P. Blavatsky and others that were influential in the Golden Dawn in them early years. So, having said that, hope to hear from you. Spread this around to all your friends. Let them know about this podcast, A Pagan Perspective, with your host, Theofrith Jesseth of Raven Temple of Siax Wicca. And I will see you guys next time around. Blessings of Woden and Freya to all.